Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. On this month's Michigan Man Extra, we have part two of our interview with Michigan great Dr. Billy Taylor. We've had a lot of great running backs come through the program, but Billy Taylor was one of the very best. He had that rare combination of speed and power. He played on some great teams and put up big numbers in his four years here. For those of us fortunate enough to see him play in Michigan Stadium, it wasn't called the Big House back then. We knew we were watching a great running back and we're certain we would enjoy watching him transition to the NFL and become a star. That never happened. In the months following his final game for Michigan, Billy Taylor took a gut punch from life. His mother passed away shortly after the Rose Bowl. Shortly thereafter, the uncle that was so close to Billy in his formative years killed his wife, Billy's aunt, and then took his own life. Then just four months later, Billy's girlfriend was murdered in Detroit. All of that happened in an eight-month period, and Billy was supposed to be preparing for his NFL career. It was just too much for him to deal with. For the next 25 years, it was a downward spiral. He never made it in the NFL, became an addict, was married, divorced, and even lived on the streets of Detroit for many years. It didn't look good for one of the greatest athletes who ever wore the wingtipped helmet. He was down, but he wasn't out. Billy Taylor got back up. He went through recovery, continued his education, and has gone on to a life of helping others cope with and overcome the same issues that brought him down. It is a remarkable story. Part two with Dr. Billy Taylor is up next on this month's Michigan Man Extra on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. so much to happen to uh, a young man at that point in your life with so much of a what you, what you were hoping for is a bright future in the NFL so the the NFL career was never to be but is as it has been your theme and your your motto through life it's get back up and you did uh, you moved on you got your masters you got married you had three children you had a good job but that didn't last again did it Dr. Taylor no no it didn't the depression came back I was uh, as you mentioned, you know, uh, graduated, uh, got married, three children, because they're all grown and gone now, thank God. You know, but uh, the depression, I was working for General Motors, and I, I got laid off. Uh, it was a reduction in workforce, and I'm at home with my young ones, and, and the then wife was still working, and I just started thinking about all the losses in my life. You know, my mom, my uncle, and I, my girlfriend. And uh, I got depressed all over again. And I started to drinking. And once again, those listening, you know somebody that's going through something, encourage them to get some help. Don't make the bad decision that I did. I'm going to deal with, keep it to myself, deal with it, and, and I can handle it. And a lot of that is from my athletic background, as you know, Mike, that, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're, we're, we, we got high testosterone levels. <laughs> so, you know, I can handle it. I'm a man, 
you know, don't be weak and all of that. But that's not true. You know, uh, life can throw some, some blows that'll knock you down, you know, to your knees, you know, and uh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing weak uh, about uh, asking for help and getting help. Well, at that point, Dr. Taylor, when the downward spiral continued, it was a two and a half years in prison, um, living on the streets of Detroit for roughly 25 years, just you had to be at a point where you thought this is the way it's going to be. How depressing. Yeah. As you mentioned, I hang with the wrong people, getting locked up for the very first time in my life, and it was very serious, 30 months, uh, but uh, it was actually kind of going back a little bit it was after that experience and that i had i got married and started the family and then the depression you know um uh, back again but um i had to uh i had to carry on you know uh, uh i went into this downward spiral as you had mentioned drinking and drugging eventually winding up homeless on the streets of detroit for like two years and it gets very cold, as you know, mm-hmm. in the Midwest, in Michigan, and in Detroit in the wintertime. And uh, it was uh, an experience that I'll never forget, but I am so fortunate and blessed that it's in my rearview mirror. But uh, having, you know, being a guy, a man, uh, all of that, and the testosterone, you know, you don't ask people for help. Well, I didn't, which was a huge mistake. And, and you know, you can't win that battle. As you know now, that's what I do. I have Get Back Up Incorporated, which is a 501c3, a residential substance abuse uh, facility in Detroit. But um, And I'm the founder, the president, and CEO. But um, that's it, it's just so unfortunate that, that people get caught into that trap of addiction and and you don't reach out for help. There's a lot of help out here, uh, but you have to. But with me, you know, hey, I'm Billy Taylor. I'm All-America. You know, I play football. Uh, I can handle this, you know, and, and I really couldn't. And that was an admission that was difficult to make. And um, that's why I encourage people that are going through something that are listening or you've got family members that are going through something, uh, abuse of, of alcohol and other drugs and alcohol is a drug, you know, you got to get them some help. They can't, can't do that thing alone. But yeah, it, it, it almost destroyed me. Um, uh, and, um, 20, 25 years of just being able to work a little bit and then not work. I could get a job, but I couldn't keep a job because of my addiction. I mean, I lost everything, the marriage, you know, house, car, respect. Um, But finally, August uh, 17th of 1997, I was brought up in church. You know, I had been Mm -hmm. praying for years for God to help me overcome my addiction. But it just wasn't happening, and I thought my prayers were falling on deaf ears. But August 17th of 97, I heard a voice. Mm-hmm. It was William Taylor come forth just as clear as we're talking. And uh, I was brought up in the church, you know, and we always, uh, you know, profess to have faith and trust in God. But you're going to be tested, you know, and I was tested. 
but uh, I didn't think that the Lord was listening. But on that day, I heard, I know what I heard. That was August 17th, 97. And this coming August will be 20, August 17th will be 21 years since I had a drink, drug, or a cigarette. And life has been good, uh, you know, ever since that day. I haven't had a bad day in over 20 years. And some people say, that can't be true. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is. You know, it's all relative. What is a bad day, Mike? Exactly. Uh, for a real, a bad day, as I knew it, was being homeless, cold, hungry, no house, no car, no money, the clothes on your back, and dealing with the elements. Those are bad days, okay? Uh, when I say I haven't had a bad day, I'm not talking about I haven't had a headache. You know, I had one of those yesterday. <laughs> uh, or I haven't had a, a, a time where my employees uh, didn't do uh, what they were supposed to do. That, you know, that wasn't a bad day. Or, uh, you know, that's those things are just life. You know, when you stop dealing with issues and things that happen to you uh, day to day, that's just life. You know, when that stops happening, then you're you're gone. You're no longer here. You know, you're not you're not living. Okay, so you know, get over it. <laughs> but you know that this whole experience brought me to the realization that we should be very very grateful for each and every day just this morning before we did this podcast as soon as i woke up i'm like thank you lord for another day mm -hmm. and for those listening once again i'm, I'm not greater than thou i'm not a, a preacher or a prophet or, or anything like that i am a teacher but i recognize that there is a higher power and yes. and that you can't go through this life I don't think successfully and with peace without uh, that high power. And you have a choice of, you know, who and what you want to believe in. And to me, Jesus Christ is Lord. I was brought up in church, you know, in my life. I, I got sidetracked, but I had a foundation. And dealing with substance abuse, this is a, um, one of the big issues with younger folks coming in that never had a foundation other than drugs and alcohol and wheeling and dealing, you know, and so we, my staff and I, we're trying to implant in them a foundation of sort, but the men, it's difficult for the younger ones that didn't have it growing up. They know what they know, you know, but on this foundation thing, I had that. I lost it due to depression and tragedies, but eventually I was able to come back to that because when I woke up, uh, when I heard that voice, I, I knew I, I had to stop doing what I was doing, uh, I'm, that I was blessed, that God is, you know, for whatever reason, is giving me an out, you know, uh, how I can, can free myself from this drug and alcohol addiction mm -hmm. and, and, and get back on track, you know. So uh, I remembered that there were times when I didn't drink, when I didn't get high and, 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 uh, when I worked and I, you know, had savings and, uh, I respected people, all of, all of that, you know? And, um, so 
I, I, I could remember. I said, mm -hmm. I got to get back to that. But as I was mentioning earlier, a lot of 20s and 30s and some 40-year-olds, you know, when we get them into treatment, they never had that foundation. And uh, and it's very difficult to, to uh, implant it, if I may, in them, you know, or, or, or teach them about, you know, self-respect, uh, respecting, you know, others, and uh, and that lack of respect and self-respect and the substance abuse added to it, that's why, in my opinion, you know, so many tragic things are happening in the world today. Well, Dr. Taylor, you wrote a book, your autobiography on your life experiences. It's titled Get Back Up, which we've, uh, we've mentioned uh, during the course of this interview. It also happens to be the name of your treatment center, and I believe you opened that in Detroit in 2009. Share with us what the vision and the goal is with Get Back Up. Well, Get Back Up is, uh, as you mentioned, it's a residential substance abuse facility uh, <clears throat> that I founded in Detroit on the west side, and we are moving to the east side. I bought a convent on the archdiocese, and we should be open hopefully by the end of this month. It's been a year of renovation, <clears throat> but um, this is what I do, and and I've been uh, blessed to recover uh, from from my addiction, and now it's all about you know helping people and, and changing lives, and that's what Get Back Up is about. Uh, we we deal with with addicts, with people addicted to drugs and alcohol. And alcohol is a drug. Just because it's legal and you can go to the store and buy it, that doesn't mean it's not a drug. Because I have some people come in sloppy drunk, staggering, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't use drugs. I just drink. I say, okay, you do not get a trophy for that. But uh, that that's simply what, what we're about. I had to decide what I was going to do in life after recovering, and I had to pick something that we all got to uh, I wanted to pick something that would be about helping people. And uh, in addition to that, we all have to make a living, right? Because we have bills. And so I started Get Back Up, and I knew there was a great need. And, uh, you know, for rehab uh, in the lives of many, you know, I haven't met anyone that didn't have someone in their family that has an alcohol and or drug problem. So, um I decided to start this drug treatment facility, and, and thankfully there were a number of, uh, of caring people that were not just willing but able financially to donate to my nonprofit. So I got started uh, doing that in Detroit. Well, it's an incredible story, and as you said, it is so important uh, for anyone we know or love to, uh, to encourage them to ask for help not wait, not be, think you can handle uh, this type of an addiction or substance abuse situation yourself and, and overcome it. There are people that can help you. And as you mentioned, you have to make sure of the source and who it is that is going to help you. I was wondering, uh, through all of these years, you talk about when you go back to your days playing at Michigan, what an impact Bo eventually had on all of his players or many of his players what impact did he have not only on you during your days at the University of Michigan, Dr. Taylor, 
but after through all of those difficult years. Oh, well, you know, as I mentioned, I didn't like Bo when I first met him, and very few of us did. But we grew to love this man, and I've lost both my parents, and, and, and of course, we lost Bo several years ago. But my mom and Bo are probably a couple people that I think about almost daily, crossed my mind. He had that big of an impact on me, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, I believe I'm speaking for the hundreds of other men that played under him. Um, I, um, you know, I credit my experience at Michigan and lessons learned from Bo and the other coaches on the staff, that whole Michigan experience, and uh, how that's how I was able, through the grace of God, to, to get my life back together and turn this whole thing around. You know, uh, we were we were taught to work hard in Michigan, uh, to never give up, to not don't quit, to believe you can achieve victory. You know, mm-hmm. know that you can overcome mistakes and obstacles, <clears throat> and all of those things. <clears throat> and I, uh, when I heard this voice, and I start thinking about, I didn't used to live like this. And I had always trained and prepared and had goals and thought positive and all of that. You know, I had a foundation and a lot of it came from my mom and a lot of it came from my Michigan experience and, and a pic- particularly the influence of Bo Schimbeckler. Now, like I said, I, I think I'm speaking for pretty much everybody that played for him. I mean, he was a tough man, make no doubt about it. He pushed us hard every day, but you know, as you know, his old saying, those who stay will be champions. And and we, after our, our first year, during our 69 season, we realized, you know, that this man knew what he was talking about. Nobody outworked us. Nobody outhit us. <clears throat> nobody was more prepared to play than us. And we went into games with that confidence, you know, whoever it is, we're going to beat you. You know, we're going to play fair within the rules, but we're going to outplay you. We're going to out-hustle you. We're going to out-hit you. And, uh, you know, it's a physical sport. A lot mm-hmm. of people say hit you, but life can get physical too, you know, and those type of lessons and that type of attitude uh, uh, helped me to get back up, you know, because I had fallen way short of those things I just mentioned. And that wasn't me. And that's something what addiction will do. It'll make you become someone that's not you. And, uh, you know, once again, older folks that come through the facility, like, you know, uh, in in their late 40s and 50s, and we get them in their 60s, most most of them in that generation, Mike, have had some exposure uh, to God, to faith, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and learning the basic things about respect of others and and self-respect. And so, you know, I'm able to tap into that and say, hey, man, you haven't always been like this. You haven't always lived like this. Come on, you know. But a young guy, they have always been like that. They They have always live like that that's what they know mm-hmm. um but uh you know i, I credit my experience at michigan as, as been an integral part 
of my recovery, you know, because uh, I had the right attitude. Well, it was the wrong attitude at the wrong time that I can overcome my addiction. I can handle it myself. You know, that came from the testosterone and the coaching. (laughs) You know, I can handle this this team. I can beat them. They're not going to beat me. I'm going to beat them. But with addiction, it's not like that. You know, to win in in that battle with your addiction, you got to surrender. You got to give up. You know, but that's not that's not sports. Sports, you're taught never give up, never quit. You know, always believe that you can handle it. You know, but addiction is a whole different game. You cannot handle it. Those listening. Those that have family members going through drug, alcohol, addiction, they cannot handle it on their own. You know, that's mm-hmm. a falsehood. But if, particularly with men, I want to have a female facility one day, but with men, uh, you know, too often we don't ask for help because we think it's a sign of weakness. But it's really a sign of strength. Well, I think your story, Dr. Taylor, clearly is uh, one that each and every one of us uh, can learn something from, a story of success tragedy, addiction, perseverance, and in the end, transformation and happiness and and getting back up, as you've mentioned so often. Can you tell the listeners how they can purchase a copy of of the book, Get Back Up? And is there anything they can do to support your work at Get Back Up? Well, you know, we accept donations. Get Back Up is a 501c3. You can write it off. I'd like to give our website, uh, which is my initials, btgetbackup.com. Just that simple, but BT for Bill Taylor, G-E-T-B-A-C-K-U-P, btgetbackup.com. And it's, it, it'll tell you what all we do, uh, you know, my story, you know, what our goals are at Get Back Up, and all the contact information is there. But, but uh, you know, donations, is uh, that's how I was able to start this facility. Uh, and I know a lot of people would like to help but are not able to help. But, you know, I was blessed to be able to meet someone that wanted, that was was able and willing, willing and able. And, you know, that's how I got started. Uh, the book, uh, it's, you know, uh, I think people are still getting it through uh, Amazon, but um, Perseverance Film, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Perseverance Film is a way to get it or I can be contacted through uh, my facility uh, but Perseverance Film is where most people have been getting the book. It's available. Get back up the Billy Taylor story. So we'll get that link for your website out on the show notes page. Of course we're mentioning it now so www.btgetbackup.com uh, It's chock mm-hmm. full of uh, your story and just uh, what you do at the treatment center. It's an amazing website so I'll have that in my show notes for our, our listeners to check out. It's inspiring. It's just absolutely amazing. And it can, you can also find out where to donate and help get back up. Well, Dr. Taylor, before we close it out, I, I can't let you get away without talking to you about our current state of affairs in Michigan football and, and see what a, a great Wolverine thinks about what's happening uh, with Coach Jim Harbaugh and the program. Are you confident Jim has the program primed for success now. I am confident. I always have been. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that reached out to Jim uh, when he was uh, still coaching in the NFL, and there was talk about him possibly coming. And I called, and 
went to his voice message. I, I, I said, Jim, please, this is BT. I've known him since high school and no person knows his dad. And please come back and turn this program around. Well, Jim sent me a text and he uh, thanked me for uh, my uh, comments and and God bless me and my family. Well, knowing Jim as I, as I do, I knew he was going to come back, but you know, he was still coaching in the NFL. There's nothing much that he could say. Mm-hmm. And I truly wanted him to come back, and he did. And you know, we we had a campaign going, not just myself, but you know, probably hundreds. I know tens and twenties of former players were reaching out to Jim to please come back. But that was my plea directly to him, Jim, please come back and turn this program around. And I think he his initial year, he did that. And I think he has continued to build a program that will put Michigan back as uh, leaders and best and champions of the West, you know. Um, and, and it's a process to it. Um, coming up to, you know, this year, um, I think this will be his greatest season uh, at Michigan. You know, we have lost some people, but we retain a lot of really good people and we're bringing in uh, more individuals, you know, uh, it, it takes a, a, a little while in most cases, more than a year or two to build a program uh, to, uh, to be successful, uh, you know, like all the time we as Michigan, you know, fans, of Michigan faithful, we're spoiled, you know what I'm saying? But I'm proud to say that, you know, cause you know, we have the winningest record in NCAA history. And uh, even with all the losses to the Buckeyes and the Spartans, our primary rivals over the years, we still uh, have uh, our leaders in that competition. We beat both of those teams more than they beat us. Uh, even, you know, giving up so many losses over the past, like, decade. Uh, but... Uh, we have a quarterback, and I've been watching him on film. Uh, he's been uh, on campus for several months now, uh, Shea Patterson. And he, he shall be eligible to play. I'm sure you've heard about that, right? <laughs> yes. But but this guy's the real deal, all that I can say. You know, I'm still going to wait and see what he does in a Michigan uniform, you know, because we've had other people coming in highly touted, as Bo would say, you know, uh, but it's, it's what what are you what are you going to do now? What are you going to do here and now? And uh, but he has uh, all the signs of really being a, a great quarterback and a person that can contribute to Michigan's success. And that's what's been lacking. Uh, we haven't had great quarterback play. Um, you know, since going back to Denard Robinson, he wasn't the best passer. He was good when he was good. But he can move and he can make things happen. He can impact the game. And we haven't had quarterback play that's been able to impact the game as needed. Our defense has been playing very well. Uh, you know, some people talk about the offensive line. I think that they're, they're, our line is good. Uh, can it be better? Yes. But um, I think Jim has the, the players and the skill sets that he needs in the skill position on offense and defense uh, to put together a championship team. I'm high, if you can't tell, Mike, on Michigan <laughs> this year. You know, 
we gonna we're gonna be there because I tell you, you know, I see some tickets. I go. It's it's been brutal, uh, real brutal before Coach Harbaugh. Uh, not to mention the other coaches. I love them both, uh, Coach Rodriguez, Coach Hulk. But uh, but we hadn't been getting the job done. And you know, this is Michigan. Some folks may want to say we're arrogant or whatever, but we are Michigan. You know, we're the champions of the West. And and people expect us to win, you know. Uh, it's not every game. No, don't lose no more than one or two. And don't lose to the Buckeyes and the Spartans, whatever you do. Amen. You know, but but we're, uh, the short story, I have high expectations for the 2018 team and that we get the quarterback play that we've been lacking. Uh, you know, if we've had, if we had better quarterback play, and I'm not knocking Michigan. I, I, I never will, but I'm just saying we need we could have won each the past three seasons two or three more games, and and now I think that void has been filled. And uh, you know, I was telling Jamie Morris on one interview on W, uh, you know, TKA, that we don't have a Tyrone Wheatley or Jamie Morris or Rob Lytle in the backfield. He said, nor do we have a Billy Taylor. You know, I, said, well, I didn't say that, Jamie. You said it. I said, but I'll take that. So those are a couple of areas that, that you know, I think we've been, been lacking. Uh, you know, uh, true enough, some other positions, you know, we've lost a lot of people. But but it's Michigan. Somebody, you lose somebody or somebody go down, someone steps up. But, but in those skill positions, in the quarterback and running back position, I think we 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 have that covered. Uh, I can't call this uh, another kid that's coming in that's a running back. I can't call the name. It slips me right now. But we're going to be in great shape. Defense wins championships. And our defense should be great. And our offense is going to be able to step up to the plate and get the job done. Uh, so we have to have a quarterback that can put the ball into tight places and protect the football. You know, be accurate, whether it's short or long and be able to change the game and make an impact with the speed. You know, and this this young man, Shea Patterson, appears to me to be that guy. Well, we all hope so, and everyone that listens to this show says amen. We hope so, too. We will find out in September. Our guest here on our monthly uh, Michigan Man Extra for all of you listening out there is Michigan great Dr. Billy Taylor, all Big Ten, all American, and as uh, Dr. Taylor and I were talking about before we started taping, a lot of podcast listeners are a wee bit younger than some of us who've been uh, around for a while. So, although you hear Dr. Taylor's great run against Ohio State on my show, Open, as Dr. Taylor and I have also talked about our younger audience, uh, that they can Google it, they can find it, they know who Dr. Billy Taylor is, and the other great <laughs> players that have have made Michigan football. Uh, what it is. So it, it's been wonderful. We had you on once before, Dr. Taylor. It's an honor to have you on the show, and we look forward, sir, to your next visit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And regarding the Michigan fan uh, uh, and the students, you know, I, I was surprised when we, my film Perseverance, the story of Dr. Billy Taylor, it's going to air again. I just want to mention uh, in June and the Saturday before our opening game against Notre Dame on WADL TV. I, I host a radio show now that's on every Saturday morning 
from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I hope I can mention that to the audience. And it's 9, 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation. And only on Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., but we talk about uh, sports, breaking news. Not a lot of sports, ironically, but breaking news, uh, what's happening in in individuals' lives on a day-to-day basis, Um, you know, current events, gun control or lack thereof, mm-hmm. any and everything. And uh, I, I hope that people listening can uh, tune in on Saturday mornings and check me out, 9, 10 a.m. Uh, Superstation. You can download that app or stream it on Facebook. And uh, it's it's fun. But I wanted to mention the, uh, uh, the Michigan people, the younger folks. Uh, they know who a lot of us OGs, <laughs> are because I, I remember when we were filming Perseverance, I was honored on the field. Uh, that was in uh, 2012. Coach Hope was playing, and we beat the Buckeyes. I think that was the last time we beat them. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody was yelling my name, you know, young and old. And I saw a couple of current students. I said, uh, Did you know who I was, who I am, you know, prior to this event today. They said, yeah, you're Billy Taylor, All-American, all blah, blah. I said, now, how do you know that? I said, how old are you? They said, 1920. I said, I, said, I got jackets older than you guys, you know. I'm like, they said, we do, a, we're, we do our research, Dr. Taylor. We, we know we know who you are. I'm like, okay, I'm impressed, you know. Um, but that's the Michigan faithful, you know, the young people, uh, many of them are aware of of, uh, of a lot of us guys that uh, came way before them. And that is so important to pay homage to the great players such as yourself who have created what all of us as Michigan fans, young and old, revere, which is Michigan football, and why we can't wait for September and hopefully a return to glory for Michigan football. But again, Dr. Taylor, an honor having you on the show. You're welcome anytime, and I'm sure we will have you back. And a reminder to our our listeners, I'll have this in my show notes, uh, but Dr. Taylor's website is www.btgetbackup.com. It's just chock full of information about Dr. Taylor's uh, past, which we've talked a lot about today, and about his very, very important work at the Substance Abuse and Treatment Center in Detroit and some of the new things happening, as he mentioned, purchasing um, a convent for additional space and services uh, from the Archdiocese of Detroit and the radio program on WADL in Detroit. We'll get that up in the show notes too, Dr. Taylor. So once again, thank you, sir, for being so generous uh, with your time on this rainy Monday morning as we record. And again, we do look forward to another visit soon. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for Michigan and uh, all blue, my brother. Take care. God bless. Thanks again to the great Dr. Billy Taylor for being our guest on this month's Michigan Man Extra. If you would like to learn more about his important work, visit www.btgetbackup.com. That's www.btgetbackup.com. We're on our summer schedule right now, and we'll resume weekly programming in August when football practice starts. Our next show will air on Wednesday, June 27th. Steve Lorenz will join us for our monthly recruiting update. The weekend of June 23rd is the biggest visit weekend of the recruiting cycle, so there should be plenty to talk about. So mark it on your calendar. Wednesday, June 27th, our June recruiting update with Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. Until then, I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. Take care, enjoy some of the great weather we're having, and as always, go blue.
Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!